What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dom, coming live with Natural Another True Players Podcast episode. Hitting you with the in-your-face, unedited, straight, blunt talk about sports, finances, relationships, current events, and many other topics along the way. Check out my next episode. What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dumb, coming live at you with another True Players podcast episode. I did promise you guys 3 o'clock start. Sorry about starting a little bit late. <clears throat> few things came up. A few things came up. But we're on live right now. We're going to talk about a lot of things. NFL football, NFL playoffs as we enter the divisional rounds. Um, I'm kind of excited because of the, the, if anything was shown from by last week, is that anything could happen in the, in the NFL? Um, but let's get let's get into it because we I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys about the uh, the last games of the Jets and Giants of uh, week eight nineteen or eighteen whatever that last week is um, yeah the Jets finally beat the Patriots albeit in, a, in the middle of a snowstorm up there in Boston um, which you know inevitably was uh, Bill Belichick's final game as head coach of the New England Patriots it's bittersweet because I would rather do it when when uh, the Jets are on their way into the playoffs, but you know they savaged their season. Uh, I wouldn't say they savaged their season, but they they ended up the same record they ended up last year, seven and eleven. Um, ironically, Robert Sala is still the head coach. Um, meanwhile, better coaches are being fired for not making the playoffs, and I'm gonna get to that a little bit later in the podcast. All right. Also, the Giants beat the Eagles twenty-seven to ten. Um, Giants did their thing. I thought the Giants was not going to win another game for the rest of the season, but they proved me wrong. They ended up finishing off uh, six and eleven for the season, um, which is you know shocking. I expected this team to be in the playoffs, but you know things happen: injuries, poor offensive line play um, would kind of hurt that team. But the big thing is is coaching staff upheaval in, the Gi- in New York Giants. Well, so Wing Martindale leave as defensive coordinator of New York Giants um, due to his, to his assistance being fired, as well as his relationship with Brian Dayball, you know, pretty much um, fell apart at, at the end. So you can't have that type of toxicity in the coaching coaching room. I'm glad those guys kept it professional despite the rough the tough the rough and tough season. But you know, things things changes have to be made. So. You know, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk more about the, what the needs of Jets and Giants are. I spoke a little bit about it on previous episodes, but with the, with the next episode, or the, a few episodes after, we will talk about the definite needs of each team. So, so that will ensure them either in the playoffs or a better record than this year. Um, as you know, over the past week, Mike Vrabel was fired from the Titans, Arthur Smith fired from the Falcons, Ron Rivera fired from the Commanders, which I, I – I honestly believe I doubt, I'm not surprised by that firing. Um, the, the 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 Chargers head coach 
yeah, he he, he was done from <clears throat> I believe like week thirteen. He was fired. He was a dead man walking. Um, Pete Carroll was fired. Well, I'm gonna say fired, but they mutually parted ways, which was shocking to me. So, along with Mike Vrabel being fired, um, and also um, Bill Belichick parted ways with the Patriots. Jared Mayo becomes the new head coach of the Pat of the Patriots. You know, first Black American, first Afro American to, to lead a, a Boston. I mean, a team in Boston. First head coach, first Black head coach of doing the Patriots. Wishing the best of luck. Um, it's going to be a tough task up there in Boston. All right. So the Falcons. Bill Belichick is on his way to a second interview with the with the Atlantic Atlanta Falcons. Why not Bill Belichick for, for Atlanta? You know, the only, the only negative is that he has is, is his age. Um, but he's looking at the N, the NFC South, a winnable division um, that he could probably, with his coaching, could probably put the Falcons as a top team in the NFC South. Easy way to win the division, easy way to get back into the playoffs and to prove to everybody that he could get to the playoffs without Tom Brady. All right. Um, <clears throat> the interesting and the most – Attractive job right now is the LA Chargers because of Justin Herbert. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be down between Mike Vrabel and Jim Har and Jim Harbaugh for that for that position. Uh, I actually do believe that. So, again, I do apologize. My camera is out. Technical difficulties do, do happen. So hold on one second, guys. Do apologize for the mishap with the cameras. So give me one second, guys. Oh, man. Yes, we're back, guys. 
As we're back, guys, on the podcast, sorry about that little technical difficulties with the camera, so we're going to do it this way for, for the time being as we continue on, on with the podcast. All right, so like I was saying, the 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 the, the uh, most attractive job is the Justin Her- is the uh, L.A. Chargers. Justin Herbert. I, I think the famous are going to be Mike Vrabel and Jim Harbaugh. I think by the end of the day, I I, I true I thoroughly believe that Jim Harbaugh will come back into the NFL and coach the L.A. Chargers. I don't see him going to to the Commanders. I definitely don't see him going to uh, Seattle. I think Seattle, they already um, selected their um, their replacement for Pete Carroll. It, it, it's a former assistant in, in, in um, Dan Quinn. So I think Dan Quinn's going to be the head coach of the, of the Seahawks. He's going to leave the Cowboys in the mess, the mess that the Cowboys are. Um, he's going to leave there and, and lead um, a new team, his second head coaching job as um, head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Now, let's get back to the games at hand, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I want to talk about the uh, few games, few upsets here. Um, the Texans versus the Browns. I thought uh, Flacco's, Joe Flacco, I was rooting for him. But his, his run ended when he lost to C.J. Shroud and the Texans, 45-14. to um, The Texans did a hell of a job on defense. Pressure and Flacco taking advantage of the offensive line play of the Browns, um, which did not give Flacco a lot of time to throw the football. And thus he threw uh, a couple of interceptions and thus causing Cleveland the ability to um, move further up in the division um, playoffs. And um, which kind of is shocking because of the the, the, the uh, defense of the Cleveland, the Cleveland um, Browns, which is top five in the NFL. Didn't do their job against C.J. Shroud. I thought they would give him some problems, but they got they they got killed for forty five points. So the Texans now they move on. So we go up to the next to the next game. I want to talk about is the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Um, listen, guys, Miami had no chance winning in in, in Kansas City with sub sub zero weather. No chance in hell, uh, and it's and it's Miami's fault. They had the, they had the division in their hands. All they had to do is win one game against Buffalo, and they would have had the division and thus avoiding this situation. But they faltered like did the year before, and now they're out of the playoffs. 20, uh, 27 under the Chiefs, and we go. You know, Miami's back fishing along with the Jets. All right, so now we go to the. Now the big, the biggest upset, but I don't think it's a big upset. All you Cowboy fans are constantly being let down by your football team. Constantly being let down. Team that touted a top top ten defense, top ten offense. I think top five offense. To be honest with you, and you guys get up and lose to Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers in your in your home field. In your home field, to the point that Jerry Jones, there was rumblings that Jerry Jones may replace Mike McCarthy with Bill Belichick when they heard Bill Belichick was free. And, you know, Bill, you know, luckily enough, he didn't make an impulsive decision, Jerry Jones, and he kept Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat starting this offseason. If this team does not make it to the Super Bowl, I think Mike McCarthy is done, especially. We lost against Aaron Rodgers' understudy. 
enjoy and love. That's not that's not cool. And, and also and also it's 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 a stain on um Rogers' legacy because Rogers left that team to go to the Jets, my Jets. And his team and the Packers ended up in the playoffs and not the New York Jets. I know injuries happened, but still, you get what I'm saying. All right. So now we head to the head to the next game I want to talk talk about, which is I thought was the best game in the wild card um the wild card series, which was the Lions and the Rams, Stafford versus Golf, the trade of two quarterbacks that worked out worked out for both teams. It worked out quicker for the Rams because Stafford ended up winning a Super Bowl the year after the trade. Um, and our golf is now in the divisional playoffs, getting ready to uh, continue on with his playoff life. A very, very good game, very well played game between both teams. It was um, seesaw battle, you know, basically just um, luck of the draw, talent happened, and, and the Lions are moving forward. All right, and the Bills versus Steelers. Bills stole the division from the Miami Dolphins, got the home field playoff game against the Steelers, winning big 31-17 in Orchard Park. The game in the beginning was going to look very bad for the Steelers, but they got a great head coach on that on that on that side of the field, Mike Tomlin, in which boom, he was coach's butt off. There was even speculation that he may take a year off with the with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now they're working on that, working on an extension with him to continue coaching the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but Steelers did a great job. They were out. They were out uh, without T.J. Watt. Um, the defense suffered a little bit, and, and the, the Bills did, did what they had to do. The better team won won that game. You know, you should can't take nothing away from the, the Bills on that one. <clears throat> and another another upset. You know, which is going to hurt Jet fans too. Bucks versus Eagles. Former head coach Todd Bowles leads the Bucks with Baker Mayfield as his, as his quarterback with a 32-9 upset in the round. He gets the playoff, playoff victory. This is against a team that started off 10-1. The Philadelphia Eagles started off 10-1, and, and they got bounced from the playoffs. All right? The, the Eagles, I don't know, was it overconfidence? Were they not prepared? What 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 went wrong for this team, which caused them? They had the, the, the division in their hands, that number one seed in their hands, and they they just, they just collapsed. To all all those the Eagle fans that I know, um, does Nick Sirianni deserve to be fired because of this collapse? That's a question you know, you know that has that most likely not going to be answered. I don't think he's going to be fired, but you know, as a as a uh, Philadelphia, um, you know, because of fam, because I got family down there, you know, what y'all think? What y'all think? But enough of that. We got another about an hour left before the divisional playoffs will start. It'll start with the Texas versus Ravens at four thirty p.m. The thing, the key about this game is. The Texas Texas are an upstart team with D'Amico Ryan as their head coach. They did a fantastic job on the defensive side of the ball against Flacco and the Browns last week. Can they continue the same intensity, the same great play on defense to stop Lamar Jackson? This is a knock on this is a knock on Lamar Jackson. Check it out, guys.
He's a great regular season quarterback, but has not got it got it done in the playoffs. Will he be able? To, will he be able to get it done in the playoffs this year? That's going to be the key to this game. The pressure is undeniably on Lamar Jackson. You know, my prediction was always was always Ravens versus 49ers. But this team right here, the Texas, could be a a, 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 a threat. The young quarterback, the young Lasalle team, the head coach could be a very a very uh big threat to the to the uh, Ravens. But I can't wait to watch this game at 4:30. And the next game tonight at 8 p.m. Packers versus 49ers. I think the 49ers is going to is going to destroy uh, Jordan Love, but I I it, it could be a great game. It could be a great game, guys. So um we'll see what happens. Mr. uh irrelevant Brock Purdy had a week off. Licked their wounds, licked their injuries, got better. We're going to see what, what, what's going to happen in that game. Now, the next game for me is the Bucks versus Lions, which will be at 3 p.m. tomorrow. For me, I, I consider this game a toss-up game. Reason being, the Lions barely got past the Rams, and I believe <clears throat> the Bucks is going to provide them with the same difficulties as well. Decent, a good defense, a quarterback who could get it done in the playoffs at Baker Mayfield. They got the weapons outside with Mike Evans. And um, they got the weapons outside. So we'll see what happens um, tomorrow at 3 p.m. We'll see what comes out on top. But I, that, for me, that's a toss-up game. And the, the, the game of the week. <coughs> Excuse me. The game of the playoffs in the visual series. The Chiefs versus the Bills. Can Josh Allen finally cl climb over the hump and beat Patrick Mahomes? He has everything in his favor right now. After firing Ken Dorsey as offense coordinator, the Bills came back and won a division. They got home field advantage for this reason to take on the Chiefs. For this very reason, Buffalo got robbed. Last time they faced the Chiefs, they got robbed because of a poor call by the referees in Arrowhead Stadium. It seems like the Kansas City Chiefs always seems to get the assist from the referees. But if I, were, if I was a betting man, I'm going to bet that Josh Allen will finally get to the AFC Championship game and beat the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow. That's what I'm going to bet on. That's what I'm betting on, guys. Let me know what y'all think about that. If you're watching the podcast, you can definitely comment in the sections. I forgot to put in the the, uh, the link if you want to jump in and be a guest and say something real quick. Let me do that right now. As you see, it's uh, up there. If you want to join the podcast, definitely jump in. Because now we're about, to, we're about to transition over to NBA. We're going to transition over to New York Knicks basketball. The last time we spoke about New York Knicks basketball, I had Matthew from Jacobin Sports Show and Knicks Believe Pod on the podcast joining me. We discussed the trade. At the time, I did not like the trade. 
at the time. However, after seeing how the team is playing, 7-2 with OG and Anobi in the lineup, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to love the trade now because it was like a, it was like you found the part that actually fit everything, the coach's system, the team dynamic. This player fit fit the hole that they were missing for a long time. As much as I hate letting go of um, IQ and RJ Barrett, but you gotta you gotta call call a spade a spade and realize that yeah, this guy really fit the hole that they really needed. Um. The Knicks defeated the, the Wizards on Thursday in a very close game off a back-to-back, back-to-back, very close game to the Wizards, 113-0-109, 41 points by Jalen Brunson, who continues to play MVP-type level of basketball at the point guard position, at the lead guard position. There's no such thing as point guard anymore. But a lead guard position, but he was hobbling throughout the game. And this is a, this is a situation where the trade of IQ and the trade of IQ is going to hurt. Because if Brunson goes down for any extended period of time, the Knicks could fall out of this. Because I truly believe, I don't believe as much as, as much as Julius Renner has been playing well this season, he's not the guy that can carry a team on his back. I'm sorry, guys, because when shit don't go his way, he's going to pout to the referees. He's not going to hustle back on defense. He's just, just he's just going to stop playing. And I want to give a kudos to one of my um, favorite Knicks I love to pick on last year, and Isaiah Hardenstein, who stepped in at admir admirably for Mitchell Robinson, who's technically out for the season but could come back. Um Isaiah Hardestine has been averaging almost nearly 13 rebounds a game. This guy's doing, playing very well. I think Thibodeau is finally using him properly as a, a top-of-the-key center who could um, grab rebounds, be a playmaker at the center position for um, for the other players, like the DiFacenzo and um, McBride and Grimes and all those other players and, and OG to create plays for those players. At the top of the key, you know. Um, like I said, they had a tough loss at M on M on Martin Luther King Day against the Magic, which I think the Magic always seems to have their number on um, on Martin Luther King Day. Um, but check it out, though. This is the issue when the when the Knicks go to the bench, they have tough they have they have a tough time scoring. If Grimes is not hitting that his shots, if if uh, McBride's not hitting his shots. The Knicks are in trouble. But Jalen's going to be playing 45 minutes a game, even though he, they've been trying to cut down. Even though they're trying to cut down on the uh, minutes for Jalen and, and, and Randall, you got you to find another guy that can, that can score off the bench. Got to find him. Got to find him. Um, also, I'm going to address the, the rumors, too, with Quentin, Quentin Grimes. Um, he's been, he's been put up for a trade. His uh, relationship with Tom Thibodeau is not the best right now. I think he also needs to change his scenery where he could really thrive as a basketball player, the way RJ Barrett and IQ are doing over there in, um, in Toronto, in which tonight they're making their return tonight at six 30. So there's going to be a lot of good sports going on in, um, tonight. So I got to catch up on everything. So I, I want to see what the reaction is when those two guys return to the garden.
tonight at 6.30. Um, one last thing I want to talk about before we end the podcast, guys. Um, I noticed on Twitter, I noticed on other, other platforms, I get it. I get you guys don't like R.J. Barrett. I'm, a, I'm still a fan of R.J. Barrett. But the bashing on this guy needs to stop. He's no longer on the team. You don't, you don't have to worry about him anymore. So why do you continue to, continue to bash this guy? Especially guys like Carmelo Anthony. You're supposed to be a freaking Nick. You're supposed to support the guy. You basically said the man is bland. The Knicks fans don't, let, don't like him because he's bland. He shows no emotion. He's a guy that, he's a baller. He, he's a guy that displays ball. He ain't, he ain't worry about the other extra shit and all that stuff that goes on around him. He just wants to play ball. <clears throat> That's the only knock on RJ. He doesn't show enough emotion. For me, I'm, I'm more, more concerned about him getting his 20, his 20, 25 and 5. 20 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists per game. As you guys notice, in Toronto, his rebounding has gone up. I believe his assist has gone up too. Even though they lost Pascal, they, they lost Pascal Siago through a trade. You know, you understand what I'm saying? His assist level is going up. IQ's points per game has gone up as well. As well as as well as his minutes has gone up. So this is a trade that worked out bet well for both teams. We're just gonna have to move on. I wish them um uh give them a standing ovation when they come in tonight at the starting lineup and wish them well. Because you can't take away the fact that they were the building blocks of this turnaround of the Knicks team. Before they came in, the Knicks was perennial losers, winning about 20, 30, 20 to 30 games a season. When they drafted um, R.J. Barrett, they brought in Julius Randle. They sort of turned the change of tide of the fortune of the franchise. You can't take that away from them. But it kind of bothers me when you see a former players of the Knicks Players who actually were not part of the revival Knicks, they had great seasons with the Knicks, but only went to two playoffs. And then get what then get where they need to need to go. Now, if I heard that from from Amari Stoudemire, I, I'll have a different. I, I, I'll be much more nicer about it. I wouldn't. I would say I wouldn't make a comment about it. But this guy from Melo, who basically wanted to become wanted to come to the Knicks when he wanted to. And it hurt hurt the, the entire roster that he could have came into. Hey, just waited for free. Hey, just waited for free agency. Would have walked into a much better team. But I digress, guys. I digress. But it's great to see you guys. I do apologize for the technical difficulties with the cameras. Um, so I'm glad that I was able to give you a great podcast today. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Um, you could um, tell your friends about the podcast. Two players podcast on on YouTube. Like, like, subscribe, and follow. Um, follow my follow me on my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash true players dom. <clears throat> I'm all over. I'm, I'm I'm on Facebook. I'm on Patreon. Definitely follow me on all those platforms. All right, guys. So you guys enjoy the football games that's gonna start right now. I'm gonna definitely catch you guys on the next next um, episode. So on that note, we are out. Big Dom, Dom the GM, we're done. I'll see you on the next episode with Joey G. Peace.